apprivoiser c'est bien on va coller c'est lui Hello and welcome to the Main Man Show. We are coming to you from our studios in Riyadh, the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. And today we have the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia's first opera singer, Sausanat Bahiti. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for having me. All right. Well, I had to give you that extra flair when yeah. introducing you, and I promise I'll be I'll be gentle in this, this interview. <laughs> so, you know, let, let's get down to business and start. So you, you founded the Soulful Voice Studio in Jidda, and you're an initiative leader for the Saudi National Orchestra and Choir at the Saudi Music Commission. So can you tell us a little bit about both roles? Sure. So when I decided to shift into music, I was thinking, what does the industry need? And of course, the music industry is still at the very early stages. So when I uh, thought of vocal coaching, of course, relevancy, me being a singer, uh, it was non-existent. Uh, the concept of vocal coaching for singers, uh, so many singers, even uh, not just the professional ones, the up and coming ones are unaware of the importance of it and the existence of it. So I have a passion for teaching as well. So I thought it's only fitting to establish this kind of uh, institute to offer this kind of service and I'm very uh, committed to offering the best uh, level of quality when it comes to uh, vocal coaching and even uh, I slightly drift into career coaching for singers as well. Okay. Yes. All right. And uh, is, is, is your role similar uh, to that with the uh, National Orchestra as well? No. So with the National Orchestra, I'm working as a, a project manager, the role of a project manager, purely uh, leading the, the initiative with the rest of the team, of course, and the management uh, and establishing it, training them. Um, and of course, they have been performing a lot and the demand is really growing for them. They're getting really popular. Uh, they had a performance in Paris and they had last year that was uh, in September. This year they had a performance in uh, Mexico that was just uh, very recent and they were both very successful and they're really gaining traction out there. All right. Okay. And, uh, you know, uh, as you mentioned, you know, music in general is relatively, uh, you know, a new industry here in the kingdom of Saudi Arabia. And with a new industry, there are lots of interesting initiatives, just like the National Orchestra and Choir. And there is also the upcoming launch of the Saudi Opera House in 226. So how do you see the uh, opera scene evolving in Saudi Arabia? Is it gaining, you know, any popularity or is it like does it have its fan base that's constantly growing opera has a fan base that is growing steadily but slowly um, just because the the offering of opera is still uh, small and every time opera is performed it's getting more and more audience it's getting more and more the liking of other uh, individuals of, of the audience and of course, I see it very fitting because opera is all about luxury, royalty and, and the fanciness. And mm -hmm. I feel like the Saudi consumer and the Saudi audience is in the same circle okay. with this kind of um, identification of, of luxury and, and uh, fancy. So I think it's going to be uh, a big hit. Uh, if it's done right and if it's like represented very well and um, the people who are offering it are offering it in the, in the 
simple form of it, not in the heavy form of opera, okay. just so that people don't shy away. <laughs> All right. And uh, <clears throat> as someone who's part of uh, the ecosystem and creating this foundation, how do you see it progressing so far? I think it's going at a good pace. Um, I mean, I know the Saudi Opera House that's been announced uh, as part of Jeddah Central Development, mm -hmm. and it's meant to open in 2026. Uh, Personally, I still don't have any uh, direct connection with the establishment, but I hear the updates. Uh, they're in the in the phase of building and uh, establishing the designs and whatnot. And I think hitting 2026 is a very good uh, time to, to start, especially that, on the other hand, the Ministry of Culture and the Music Commission is laying the groundwork for music in general as well. All right, and uh, so, Why choose opera as 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 a genre for music for you as a career? You know, why specifically opera and you know what motivates you and keeps you going because you know obviously it's also a new industry here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I get this question a lot as in why opera? Why not something else? Even though For me as a singer, when I started, um, not when I started singing from a very early age, I wasn't singing opera. Opera okay. only came along when I was like 18 or 19, uh, back in 2008. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I chose it, it's because it's so unique. It's so rich with art. And the way, the way a singer expresses themselves using this strong voice, mm -hmm. this is what really captivated me. And because it's not uh, popular in this part of the world, I chose it because I want to uh, pioneer and lead introducing opera to this part of the world. Um, I mean, opera has been introduced to the rest of the Middle East before, but it's not, it's still not so popular. Yeah. And I see It's not as the mainstream gaps. as the other kind of music No, genres. and I see the gaps, why it hasn't uh, gained popularity for other uh, <clears throat> countries in, in the Arab world. And this particularly excites me to, okay. to really take it forward and, and um, pioneer it and, and lead it to the audience. I mean, of course, um, I face so many times uh, with uh, criticism and, and challenging situations that, for example, because it's still not popular, so I don't get as many opportunities as other genres would have. Mm -hmm. um, but it pushes me to be creative. Okay. It pushes me to um, try to be innovative in how I, I move mm -hmm. forward. And of course, when your goal and when your dream is something of big value, that is not popularity, it's not becoming a celebrity. Yeah. This has a, a lifelong drive and it provides you with a lifelong energy, let's say, and fuel to keep on going. Um, and I cannot deny having a support group around me to, to keep me going and pushing me forward, mm -hmm. putting me back up when I'm feeling down. So who's the usual suspects in this support group? My family. I'm yeah. very grateful for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my family. Every time I go back to them and I'm frustrated or I'm uh, like angry with a certain situation that happened, I'd be like, I want to give this up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I, I mean, I never thought of it this way that I would ever um, get in a certain situation. I say I want to give it up, even though it's my dream, even though it's something I love. I thought this would happen with 
my previous career, for example, in marketing, when okay. when I wasn't happy with it, and people would tell you, ah, oh, because you're not, it's you're, it's not your passion. Mm-hmm. But no, even when you are working in something that you're passionate about, you still can get stressed out. You still can get frustrated and 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 reach points where you want yes. to give up. Mm-hmm. But it's just those those group of people who help you and and remind you of the the bigger picture tell you to calm down not to take rash decisions and you know just help you to get back on track all right okay and uh so before so you you said you were 18 when you uh transitioned into opera music so what kind of music were you singing before that i was actually into rock for real yeah okay yeah i mean He's striking me as a Def Leppard girl. Like Def Leppard? Metallica. Metallica? I like Metallica too. Yeah, I mean, the first song I performed and sang on guitar. Yeah. Because guitar is my instrument. Okay. Uh, It was Metallica's Nothing Else Matters. And I was. In my head, I knew she was going to say Nothing Else Matters. I don't know. It's a popular one, the most popular one. (laughs) Yeah, but like when I hear Metallica right away, that song comes to mind. Exactly. And and yeah, so I I was into rock, Mm -hmm. uh, playing guitar and singing rock songs but not okay. the heavy rock of course yeah so metallica so pearl jam guns N' roses that level of so you never tried to sing like kill switch engage or anything no like that. You know, okay, <laughs> the rasps on all now it's good that you know kill switch and engage <laughs> right, at least i know what kind yes. of rock music or level of rock music you're into yeah. and uh you know aside from from all that you you are the first woman to perform the national anthem publicly in mm. 2019 so um, can you give us, you know, your, just share with us your th- feelings and experience and, you know, that experience, how, yeah. what yeah. stands out in mind, what, 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 like if you reflect in that moment, what, what, what words can you use to describe it? Okay. So thankfully, I wasn't aware of that fact when I performed. Okay. And I say thankfully for a reason because I was already so stressed out. Okay. It was already a big deal because that was my debut. Mm-hmm. It was my first time ever to perform in Saudi Arabia publicly and to be announced as Sousan Al Bahiti, the Saudi opera singer. Um, and it was not just in Saudi, it was in Riyadh, the capital city. It was on a very important stage, the King Fahad Cultural Center, with a very important orchestra, the La Scala di Milano, uh, which is, if not the most important orchestra in opera, in the world of opera. Okay. I was opening for them. So that was such a big deal for me. Mm-hmm. And, um, and yeah, I mean, I felt like I sang with my soul on that day. All right. And then afterwards, when I was told that this was a first, another first for me, it just filled me up with even more pride because I was already so proud to 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 have this moment, mm-hmm. uh, which I never imagined I would have. All right. uh, but yeah, I was extremely proud and it it reflects me and who I am and and my passion for being a leader. All right. And in 2019, you decided to make a full-fledged shift from marketing to, you know, the opera world. Um, What are some key highlights or memories that you have uh, from this period, you know, from 2019 till, till today? I mean... This bold move, very bold move, was was a big deal and, of course, life-changing. Um, my family 
uh, one of the things that always rings a bell in my ear is uh, my family always tells me how happy I am now versus how I was before and how different I became as a personality, much calmer, much more relaxed and mm -hmm. just much more joyful. Um, this tells me constantly that I'm on the right track and it's like my compass. If I if I see myself miserable, I know I'm going in the wrong direction. Right. Um, some of the highlights in, in my career, definitely meeting Andrea Bocelli in okay. Al-Ula. Oh, nice. I was privileged enough to be invited to meet him um, before his concert, him and his wonderful family, and they are all wonderful people, and he's just an amazing person. Which, which year was this? 2021? Before yeah. I can't remember was it before COVID or after COVID. I don't know because he's. I think before COVID. Because he was in 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 Al-Ula before and after. Uh, yeah, before COVID. COVID. So yeah, I wanted yeah. to see because if it was before COVID, I was there too, and we just never bumped into each other. Yeah. It was after. No, no it was before. There. It was actually okay. before. All right. Yeah. So and yeah, it I, happened overnight, and yeah, alhamdulillah, everything got so easy in our way to to go and and meet him. Yeah. Uh, that was one of the key highlights, and then. Yeah, I think the other one would be performing the national anthem for the first time. Yeah? Yeah, my Did you debut. Get goosebumps? Oof. You know? Non-stop. Non-stop? <laughs> yes, okay. And yes. How, how did it feel when, when you were done? When after you finished, you performed, and then you left uh, the stage? And I was above the stars. I yeah. was literally above the stars. It was out of this world. I mean the excitement the happiness the pride the seeing the the audience's reaction as well was overwhelming i was really overwhelmed yeah okay and uh, you know when you made the shift what were the key you know what was like the most key factors that influenced you to make this choice to mm. shift from marketing to orchestra you know to opera yeah yeah i mean was at it? that point, I was at rock bottom. Yeah. And and career wise, it kept I, my career kept on going down, and I wasn't happy personally. Mm -hmm. um, so I was like, enough of this. I'm not going to move somewhere else. Yeah. I'm going to be miserable. If I'm gonna make a move, I will have to make sure this is what I want. This is what I'm gonna be good at and mm -hmm. love at the same time. And then it. It was literally like, you know, when, when you get a, in the cartoons, you get the light bulb yeah. next to your head. It was exactly like that. I felt like a light bulb came came up and I, I realized, hold on, this is the right time to be an artist and mm -hmm. a singer because, first of all, this is what I'm passionate about. Yeah. Uh, Vision 2030 was just announced. Uh, General Entertainment Authority was just announced with the announcement of the great support for Saudi artists. Okay. So I'm like, I think this is the right time. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, it wasn't just, um, okay, let's just become an artist. No, I, I, I had a plan. I had a vision. Yeah. Uh, what I wanted to do with it, not just on the artist front, but on a vocal coaching front. I didn't want to just be an artist for the sake of making music and performing. No, I wanted to give more because I felt like I can give more, yeah. which is where vocal coaching came in. All right, so it's it's and and you were listening to Metallica, and then the part where they go, never care for what they say, yeah. never care for what they do, and nothing else matters, right? Yeah, they just gave nothing you else matters. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, that's this is fair enough. So, what, what's what's um, what's in the horizons for for you as a opera singer? 
tell us what's what's in the works what's in the works i have some exciting stages to perform on inshallah yeah. Uh, tell us one. At least get us excited ve- with venues. you. Venues. <laughs> get us excited with you about these venues. You know, we, I mean, we gotta know. <laughs> I have London coming up, inshallah. All right. In a uh, in which a, which venue in London? In so it's not a musical venue. Yeah. It's the Natural History Museum. Okay, that's awesome. It's a beautiful, okay. beautiful museum. I mean, I thought you were going to say the Royal Albert Hall, but either way, inshallah. that's still cool. Inshallah, inshallah, it's yeah. coming up, inshallah. Okay, Royal Albert Hall. Right here. Yes. <laughs> okay. I was actually just in London. I passed next to it. I'm like, I'm yeah. going to perform One day, one, one day, day, huh? I'm going to get in right. there. <laughs> perform Nothing Else Matters but the opera version. The operatic. You know, this is something that I'm very passionate about. Yeah. The fusion kind of opera. Okay. To take another genre and make it into opera. So okay. you might find me actually doing that someday. All right. so, and, and when you do that, you have to thank me after this. I will. Yeah. I will credit you so for cre- the idea. Creative people, you know, we have the same wavelength and, and mindset. Yeah. So yeah. what's what's something intriguing, you know, about being an opera singer? What, you know, is something that is interesting, cool, that nobody knows other than people in the know of, of in the opera world, you know? I mean, I think it's not a big secret, but it's something that is not very obvious as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the 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 capacity of our voices. Yeah. I mean, people hear me speaking and they tell me, "Oh, you have a deep voice." Okay. But when I sing, I go really high. Okay. And my voice gets really thin. So, the voice of an opera singer has great capacities, mm-hmm. and unlike what a lot of people think it's not screaming it's okay. it's singing yeah it's not kill switch engage no <laughs> where it's it's singing and it's really based uh it's more relying on breathing okay. more than the voice really this is this is the real the real secret okay uh this loud strong and and beautiful voice is uh really relying on the uh breath and the strength of the singer's breath rather than the voice itself so if you have a strong breath and you know how to use it in the right technique mm-hmm. you'll be able to sing nicely i can teach you that as well all right <laughs> i'm more than happy to take yeah. you up on that offer any any time and um before we uh get on to the other part of this interview uh what personal message do you have for arab news and its audience and the Mayman show audience I always say that, and it's something uh, that is cannot cannot be emphasized enough. Um, you can follow your dreams, yeah. and it's not as dreamy as it okay. sounds, and it's not unrealistic. If you put a plan, a vision, uh, you support it with good values to drive your your dream. Um, and and get 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 the right advice from the right people and you will be able to achieve things that you never thought you could all right okay and uh before we wrap up this interview we're gonna put your vocals to the test and you know get a good example of of your breathing techniques and your vocal techniques are these mics ready for it (laughs) let's see let's see and uh so we're gonna give you the floor and uh all right. Let the audience uh, hear what you have. Okay. <laughs> 
te apprivoiser Et c'est bien on va qu'on Si lui convient de refuser À Nice, mais la sous-prière L'on parle bien, l'autre se tait Et c'est l'autre que je préfère Il n'a rien dit, mais il me plaît L'amour, 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 l'amour est enfant de bohème. Il n'a jamais, jamais connu de loi. Si tu ne m'aimes pas, je t'aime. Si je t'aime, prends garde à toi. Si tu ne m'aimes pas, si tu ne m'aimes pas, je t'aime. Mais si je t'aime, si je t'aime, prends garde à toi. Okay, yeah, that was very interesting. And uh, you have a very beautiful voice. Thank and, you. And uh, that's, uh, I mean, we, we can sit and talk to you all, all day long, but uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll let you go to your business. And uh, I'd like to thank you again for, for coming on to the show. Thank you for having me. It was uh, a really fun discussion. And it was light and, and simple. I like that. So thank you for having me once again. All right. Sounds good. And uh, be sure to tune in to our next episode of The Me Man Show. See you later. Mm-hmm.